0: conversations we were dancing up on tables taking pictures when we had nowhere to post you were laughing i was crying we were dancing we were dying sometimes i don't know how we walked away if I'm honest, what i liked were the things we didn't know every morning Can we pretend that i'm 22 today dancing on the tables with you oh yeah can we pretend that we all end up okay i just want to forget with you oh yeah. can we pretend that we won't like the president can we pretend that i really like your shoes For granted, how our daddy issues took us to L.A. If I'm I am miss, what I miss is I know what to say And the feeling of your lips, and it haunts me every day When you tell me what you're thinking but I already know Screw this, I don't wanna let it go, oh yeah So can we pretend that I'm tw- To Tell you what I'm thinking, but you'd already know Screw this, I don't want to let it go So can we pretend that we won't like the president? Can we pretend that you like my fake ass shoes? Oh yeah, can we pretend? Cause honestly, reality boys me, let's pretend Oh, let's make believe, can we? Can we pretend?
1: What you're listening to
0: Say Capital
1: Capital FM
2: Capital FM Moscow
1: Capital FM 105.3 We speak English We play the hits Capital FM Capital Sports
3: With Alan Moore
4: Good evening ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and again, a good evening to you all here in rainy downtown Moscow it is plus 12 and raining outside Welcome to Capital Sports on Moscow's Capital FM I am Alan Moore, and it is an honour and a pleasure to be your guide to the very best news, views, reviews, previews and of course interviews in the world of sports So, for the next hour, sit back, put your feet up and just let the best sports radio on mainland Europe crash over you like an Atlantic wave and yet, you're asking Alan What tasty morsels have you for us on the platter? tonight. Well folks, we have a look back at the Euro 2020 qualifiers of course involving Russia and a, a, a kind of a, an interesting one between England and Kosovo uh, we of course have the start of the group stage of the UEFA Champions and Europa Leagues we have Russian English Premier League football we have the Rugby World Cup kicking off this Friday, a big one for Russia of course and we have Andy Max winning tips in a few minutes we are going to speak with Everton expert and publisher James Corbett to talk Everton of course his beautiful club uh, English Premier League football, the state of football in England and of course a real Champions League insider scoop in part two we'll have our man in Germany the man from Carlo Ronan Murphy he will give us the low down or even the down low on Bayer Leverkusen who of course plays Lokomotiv this week and the other German clubs involved in the Europa and Champions Leagues and finally we go to our man out in Ortiz car park Mr Andy Mack in part three but first over to you Double N with the capital of sports news
2: All right, Alan. But first, I have to disagree with something on your side, what you just said. (laughs) Okay, there's
4: lots of things you can disagree with what I say. I mean, I say a lot of, like, nonsense, but okay, what did I say that's wrong?
2: Yeah, but uh, you said that our listeners have to listen to us with their feet up, like... Yeah, it's a Sunday evening, it's raining, so I used to have a cup of tea and put their feet up. But you forgot that there are many drivers among our listeners. What about that? <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay, if we start getting like all these like car cry All right, point taken. Okay, drivers keep your feet in the ground and your hands on the wheel. Okay, back to you double N. Point
2: taken. All right. After Russia struck with a late Manuel Fernandes goal to rescue three points against Kazakhstan, it was back to domestic action this weekend. In the RPL, our Champions League, entrance the and locomotive both won. Then it has an easy 3-1 win, win or Arsenal Tula. Loga had a tough fight to come home with a 1-0 victory from Sochi. Spartak continued their all caster season with a 2-1 home loss to Ural. Earlier CSK were in Saransk to play Tambov. That one ended 2-0 for the Moscow team. Tomorrow at 8pm Dynamo host Ufa out in the Vatabe Arena. Tickets are available from 200 rubles. Tato Mane scored 2 and Mosala one won as Liverpool with Newcastle 3-1, Man U beat Leicester 1-0, Spurs had a good 4-0 win over Crystal Palace and Chelsea beat Wolves 5-2 away. Earlier today Everton lost to Bournemouth 3-1 and just a short time ago Arsenal drew 2-2 against Watford. However, the shock of the weekend was Man City 3-2 away, away lost to Norwich City. Well, that actually, that again that
4: finished due to uh, Watford fought back to get that draw. There was actually some power problems there because the reporters said they couldn't, uh, you know, like file the reports and even commentate on the game. Also, as well, that, that loss for Man City and the win, of course, to Liverpool um, means that for the first time in EPL history, okay, so okay. after five games, the first place team are leading by five points. Wow. There you go. So just give the
2: title to Liverpool. Just let them have it. Just let them. Okay, back <laughs> well, to you, well, though, then. Sense, Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah we just have to go. Okay. In Italy, you were hell. 0-0 away to Fiorentina, Inter won 1-0 against 10-man Udinese and Roma has destroyed Sassuolo 4-0 at home. In La Liga, Real Madrid hung on for a 3-2 win against Levante, while neighbors Atletico lost 2-0 in Real Sociedad. No such trouble for Barcelona as they hammered Valencia 5-2. In Germany, Bayer Leverkusen prepared for the visit of Lokomotive by losing 4-0 to Dortmund to Borussia. In the big match of the weekend, Red Bull Leipzig drew 1-1 at home with Bayern Munich. Um, with just about five days until the kickoff rugby, a World Cup 2019 in Japan, Ireland goes in as a number one, followed by the New Zealand as the second spot. A quick reminder that the opening match will be held between Japan and Russia on the 20th of September at 1.45 p.m. Moscow time. Alan, we will discuss that Russia's chances. We little... will
4: indeed, yeah. We're going to have a, and we'll have a chat, of course, with uh, Andy Mack because he has the tips and picks for it. So, yeah, we're going to we're going to be very very brutal with the Russian chances, but also we'll have a look at some of the other teams, including Ireland, who are, as you said, the number one in the world, but they are very far away from world beaters. So okay, sorry, okay, right. back 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 to you again. Okay,
2: and good news came from France this week, where seven times Formula One champion Michael Schumacher is said to be conscious after receiving treatment. Uh, he's been in coma since twenty thirteen so
4: back to you Alan yeah that, that, that's that's a, a good sign because there were so many kind of um, false stars shall we say for Michael Schumacher and that's no pun intended that's just like so many people say, oh, he's okay he's awake and so on and so forth because it was, that, it was he crashing a, a ski accident yeah, yeah. you yeah. know of all the things happening, he's skiing he's retired skiing enjoying his life and still a young man so all going well, we'll be okay. All right, so folks, we're going to go across uh, to England to speak with a man who's he's an expert on English football and basically world football as well. He's also a publisher and was behind and kindly made sure that our Capital Sports listeners had Mr. Um, here well uh, on the show with us. So I hope we have him now on the line. Mr. James Corbett. James, can you hear us?
5: Yes, I'm Hi, how are you doing?
4: That's great. Listen, just, uh, just first I want to, want to say, um, with the Cooperton books, what what you've been doing? Okay, I know it's very um, not just uh, Everton sort of centric in some ways, but it also it's something that I think a lot of people need, especially sports publishing needs as well. Just that there's a, a flow of books that are capturing history and also remembering not just like kind of the, the huge big stars, but people who who have a story to tell. So thank you for that. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, I've just I started with a compliment, but now I'm going to say, what the heck is going on with Everton?
5: Well, they seem to be stuck in this uh, constant state of flux. I mean, they've got very good home form and they haven't been able to sort out their away form and it's something that's been going on for 25 years or more through a succession of managers and we seem to be back to the square one as we saw today um, in the in the rather depressing performance at, uh, at at Bournemouth. Now, they have a couple of home games coming up, against like Sheffield United and Man City and it would just be like Everton to go and win
4: those now. I mean, look like looking at okay, you play you play uh, Sheffield United, uh, you're home on Saturday. So okay, should win that one away. You know, Sheffield Wednesday, of course, in the in the League Cup. Then on uh, Tuesday, uh, the following Tuesday, Tuesday week. Um, I mean, I, I saw the highlights of that game, or well, <laughs> the highlights as you could say for uh, a, a neutral, um, and it did look at half time, Everton were set up that. They could have a decent second half. And then the second half, they just never seem to get going.
5: Yeah, and it's a continual problem. I think what they lack is a little bit of leadership on the pitch. You know, that sort of winningness mentality. And it can be quite intangible sometimes. Um, But, yeah, just to get them to pick themselves up and turn all that possession and all those chances into goals and, and, and to give them the winning lead and to have the discipline to, to to see out the tricky parts of games. And it's just it's it's just something that seems to be lacking at the moment. I suppose on on, on the one hand they're still quite a young side, um, and perhaps maybe lack that experience, but on the other hand, you know, you have accomplished international footballers there in, in the defence, you know, they have the England centre half, Yeremina the, the the Colombian centre half, they have the Ireland captain in defence. You know, these are these are these are good players, experienced players, and they sh- they should be performing to a higher standard once they leave Goodison. Um, but Goodison itself has become something of a fortress. Um, they're I think they've won the last seven games straight there, and they're under undefeated at home since the start of February. So it's a case of balancing out that really, really good and strong home form um, into. Into the away matches, but they can't. They can't keep capitulating to teams who, you know, will end the season lower down the table than them. They've lost to Aston Villa and Bournemouth now. If they do have serious ambitions to qualify for Europe, and I think, I think up at the top of the table, it's it, it's more open than it's been for a few seasons, and um, certainly a place, in, a place in the top six is. Is conceivable for a team like Everton, like it is for Leicester or Wolves.
4: Well, I mean, if you look and at the team, I mean, maybe you've got, even the top four. Exactly, you've got like you've got uh, like players who were outstanding uh, at at the last World Cup here that we saw like in, in Russia, like last year. Yo, know, Jordan Pickford, a, a, a really good keeper. You got Leighton Baines, who I think is a very you know he's 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 a very good he's underrated in many ways. You have got Theo Walcott, who you know, still has a lot to give. Yerry Mina. I mean, I, I, I think he he was one of the highlights for me and he's just like lovely, striding central offender. Then you've got the young lad Moise Keane, the lad from Italy. He's still only 19. And of course, Seamus Coleman, as you oh. mentioned, the Irish captain and your captain. I mean, and Morgan Snardline, I mean, all these players like Andre Gomez, you know, like Fabian Delph, Giffey Sigurdsson, that's, that's an all-star lineup. So you think that, you know, they would just get it together. And I mean, even looking at the, you know, I mean, I just don't understand what's happening because they have everything there. They have money. They have a great, great following. I mean, some of those loyal fans going. And you've got a very good coach in Marco Silva. So, what? okay, is it something that just, it'll click all of a sudden and suddenly they're, they're, they're breeding down the, the, the necks of, the, the, the necks of the, um, your red neighbours?
5: Well, this is what happened last season. They were absolutely abject for two or three months. They were terrible. They were knocked up the FA Cup by Millwall. They were getting turned over home and away. They had no confidence. And Marco Silva was was you know, reliably informed he was, he was again from being sacked. And they played Liverpool in the Derby game. That goodness nobody gave him a chance and they put in a really spirited performance. They drew nil nil. They might have won it, they might have lost it, but they you know, it was it was it was a fair result and it would actually end up Costing Liverpool the league title And that, that effectively saved Silver's neck And then a week later they played Chelsea at home And they were back to square one on the first half They were dreadful but they rode out the luck They put in a brilliant second half performance And they beat Chelsea And they went on and they beat Man United 4-0 at Goodison They beat Arsenal at Goodison um, in, in, in possibly one of the best performances I've seen from Everton in years and years and the end of the season really, really strongly, and they might have just nicked Europe in the end. They, they, they were a little bit too far behind to, for that to happen. Well, okay. And ex- explaining what happened and what changed, there was there was no there was no real explanation because the same players were playing effectively, um, but they just seemed to click. And maybe that will happen this season. Silver is a bit of an enigma. He doesn't seem to have the track record or charisma that you would expect from a manager but the players seem to like him and when the going's good, you know, he's as good as coach as anyone well, I, but I, when I, the going's not so good, he doesn't seem to be able to change things around.
4: Okay, I mean that that, that is fair enough, I, I mean, because I, I I rate him as a manager, I, I just, I think he should be doing better with Everton um, Moving um, over to you were in Europe, of course you were in Europe this week at the UEFA Congress at the UEFA meetings, Um What was happening in relation to Champions League that you can tell us?
5: So I was there in my capacity as a reporter for offthepitch.com and the European Club Association, the ECA, had its um, biennial congress. And top of the agenda for them is reform of European competitions from 2020 to Um, And there's a real split amongst Europe's leading clubs about what they want to happen. You have clubs from Italy who have seen their domestic TV rights um, bottom out, and you know they're not getting the sort of coverage overseas that they once did, and there's no money for them. So they want to play more European football. They also want to um, effectively guarantee um, places for the for their leading clubs and all of Europe's leading clubs in the Champions League, which would make it a closed shop. Um, you have. The Premier League and the Bundesliga and the La Liga to an extent, who are all fiercely against this. Um, and then oddly, you have teams further down the scale from, I suppose, what you call mid-ranking leads like Denmark, the Netherlands and so on, who are also in favor of reform of European competition. But how this is going to look, no one quite knows. So at the, at the meeting, uh, held in Geneva earlier this week, um, the plan, which is to have a Champions League, which would effectively be a closed shop. You'd have twenty-four clubs who'd who'd effectively have their um, qualification guaranteed, and only eight merit-based places available. Um, that plan was knocked knocked on the head. Um, Andrea Agnelli, the Juventus chairman, who also chairs the ECA, um, had earlier this year sort of said that he'd hoped everything would be settled by the autumn, but he put a Put a timeline of 2022 for things being uh, sorted, which, which I suppose, illustrates the depth of um, division amongst amongst European football at the moment. <laughs> the only consensus is that something does need to change because um, clubs outside the big five leagues are not. I suppose getting a fair, a fair shot at things in Europe.
4: Well, I think that, 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 that's been obvious for a while. I mean, that, that is fair enough. Look, we were going to ask you about Barry, but we're running short on time. I just want to ask uh, one thing um, uh, about the Coupertans, uh, your, your books. Um, per, per Mertesacker's uh, autobiography, the BFG, big friendly German, um, people can win a signed copy if they retweet on Twitter. Is that correct? That's correct, yes. Okay. And it's okay even for our listeners here in Moscow and in Russia and across the world.
5: Yes, absolutely. Great. they'd like a signed copy, they're available on the uk website. Brilliant.
4: Because well. it's one, I, I, like I've read little pieces of it, like a little snippet. It's, it's a great read. And of course, he's the Academy Manager now in Arsenal FC. So that's, that's a great one. Listen, James, thank you very much. We're going to get you on again. Thank you so much for your time this evening. And, um, you know, just stay, stay warm wherever you are because it's, it's miserable here in Moscow.
5: Okay. Thanks very much, John.
4: Thanks, James. Okay, now we're going to go straight out to the break right now. Um, This is a song that uh, I I like will explain when I come back to the break. So this is Portugal, the man and feel it still. Stay with us. We're back after the break.
1: Capital
3: Sports with Alan Moore. I keep my hands on myself. Capital FM, the one and only English-speaking
6: station in Moscow, Capital FM, Capital
1: Sports,
3: with Alan Moore.
4: Okay, welcome back, folks. I hope you enjoyed that song. Um, I, I, the reason why I don't like that song in the least, well, I didn't like it, uh, it was a couple of years ago when uh, Loco lost the Super Cup, held out of the Ajude Arena, of course, um, to Spartak. I went to, well, it went to Extra Time and so on. But it was just, that's it was playing It was like, it's just a one-hit wonder song. And it just annoyed me. It was catchy, but annoying. And I was like, this band will never do anything again. And um, everyone was like, kind of like, oh, so into it, so into it, so into it. But they were just well, awful. But anyway, anyway, um, I said... I heard it at at US-American football games, like college games, last weekend. And then I heard it at soccer midweek, and I'm like, oh, Christ. I heard it in Kaliningrad, even, at the uh, Russia-Kazakhstan game. Now, of course, that Russia-Kazakhstan game ended, as uh, Double N said, it ended in a 1-0 win for Russia. Now, Russia, of course, as we know, they had 24 shots um, (laughs) against... A lot less, like just should say, four for Kazakhstan, only three shots on target for Russia. However, they won one nil. We know that they they got the goal, uh, Manif- Man- Manuel Fernandez. But the goal came after he handled the ball, and then attacker went in, was attacker won the ball, and the referee gave a free against Kazakhstan. He had been given free against Kazakhstan the whole way, like you know, building up, building up, and I was thinking, what on earth is going on with this? But anyway, um, game is over, like it was one nil. And uh, did you see that game? Dublin.
2: oh no, no I
4: was just, it, was, it was an awful match Like it was really bad now of course in the other game that we mentioned last week uh, England-Kosovo you know what the score is? no 5-3 to England yeah oh. England, England were England were like <laughs> five like okay Kosovo scored first first minute then they were 5-1 down by half time I mean England were just it, it looked like England could win 10-0 and then all of a sudden Kosovo came back and scored two goals like one right after the half and then one a bit I think it was with, Sixty minutes or something like that, fifty odd minutes, and it was really good. It was a very, very good match. But anyway, um, now we're going to go across uh, to speak to our man in Germany, to Mr. Ronald Murphy. But first, one I will ask him when he comes on because a real kind of uh, legend of German football like I heard about him when I was living and working in Germany and I, I always wanted to speak with him and I was at a game with him I was actually sitting beside him and I was kind of a bit shy to ask him any questions but uh, today Rudolf Gutendorf from, uh, he passed away he was 93 years of age um, he managed how many uh, N, how many teams do you reckon you could manage in a lifetime like say oh. in what say, say 50 years shall we say of management how many teams could you manage one person
2: um, well, with with knowledge, as we know, from, like, Arsene Wenger and Sir Alex Ferguson. Yeah. Like, they have a really huge period of time. You know, yeah, but they were with, like, teams yeah. for a long time. There, well, yeah. How many teams? Maybe, in... let's say, five to ten, maybe? No,
4: 55. Wow. 55 teams, 32 countries, five continents. Wow. There you go. I mean, like, they call him Restless Rudy, so he died, unfortunately, of a... Uh, uh, well, <laughs> he, he was ill for quite a long time, but... um. He passed away uh, just, well, today in Germany. Okay, so we are going across to our manager, Jeremy Ronan Murphy. Ronan, can you hear us loud and clear?
6: Um, hopefully. Can you hear me?
4: Ah, uh, listen, you're coming through crystal clear. Crystal clear with that lovely Carlo accent. Um, by the way, uh, my, mom, my mom reminded me that we have Murphy's as relatives as well, but they're from Wexford.
6: Uh, my, uh, my father's family were originally from Wexford so maybe th- if you go back far enough we could be related
4: we could be cousins there you go so my, my little fella he's listening to this right now at home uh, and he's thinking like oh until we've got more cousins it's like great so, and he loves Wexford by the way he loves Enniscort he loves Wexford um, not so Hutton in Carlo, but he loves Wexford okay so Ronan straight away um, Bayer Leverkusen Lokomotiv Moscow this week I mean you said that Bayer could win at home and lose away are you standing by that?
6: I, I I am, but I think they could lose at home and win away too with the oh, inconsistent form for him at the moment. Oh, I mean, they had a they had a match at the weekend against British Dortmund and they lost four nil and the, yesterday, and they had more shots, more possession, and they lost four nil.
4: Hold on, so they actually dominated Borussia but still lost.
6: Yeah, it was a real counter attack game, yeah. but they, they did have more shots. But the by their they do like shooting from. Distance. Okay, I mean, Those so, shots
4: were very wayward. Okay, okay that sounds like kind of a team that I would play for. Um, okay, that game, of course, is kicking off on Wednesday at uh, 10 o'clock in the evening, Moscow time. Um, you know, we, Loco won this weekend. They won away down in Sochi, so they played in the heat and the sweltering heat, shall we say, down in Sochi, because it's very, very humid there. Um, what can Loco expect to face when they get to Leverkusen uh, on Wednesday evening?
6: Um, it Probably won't be as warm. I'd say it's probably the eighteen, nineteen degrees Celsius. It's it's probably be a, a nice evening for football, hopefully. <laughs> but uh, as for the fans, they're very passionate, and we saw in in Europe last season how passionate the German fans were going away, and they're just as passionate at, at home. And the, the Bayern it's a, it's not an easy place to go for for many teams, so it might be maybe intimidating for the. The fans, but perhaps you guys are well locomotive that we use to that with playing local derbies and things like that, so I probably won't affect them too much.
4: I mean they are they are kind of like they are an extension of the buyer um, uh, the buyer AGs we know who do use like chemical well concern or so like, of holding. Um, with with the with, with the coach Peter Bosch, um, I know we discussed this before when we were kind of looking ahead and so on to what was going on with the season. Um, now you you were looking at some of the really good players that they have, like the, the guys to look out for. Um, you know, do, do you do you have anything like that? We sh- like we should right now to remind our people who should they have a look out for? Who will who will like uh, set the night alight?
6: Yeah, well, Kai Havertz is what someone I recommended last night, and he's kind of been quiet in the last couple of games for them in the Bundesliga, but he always has the, the kind of potential to shine. He's the the, the golden boy of German football at the moment and he played for them in both of the matches during the international break. So he's an attacking midfielder and sometimes he just out to the right and he just has a, a knack of assisting and, and even getting in the right place to score goals himself. So he'll, he'll definitely be a danger man for them.
4: OK, because again, he's only a, a, a young lad. He's only, what, tw- twenty twenty one, 21?
6: Right? Yeah, even 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 younger again, I, I think he's, he's only... Uh, Oh yeah, he's twenty. Yeah, okay, he's twenty. Okay, turned twenty in the summer.
4: Yeah, yeah it's talking talking about that uh, Germany. They had a, a, an awful showing against uh, the Netherlands, of course, and then they went to Belfast, which is not an easy place to play, and uh, against a bogey team in Northern Ireland, and they won two 0 away. So, I mean, is is that German team? I mean, like they're going strong to the, t- the top of that uh, the, the, the group C, um, but. You know, dropping that to the Netherlands, I mean it was a bad loss as well.
6: It was and they kinda of, they kinda of looked like they were given possession away for large part of periods of the game, which you don't expect from a Germany team. You expect a Germany team to be kind of on their front foot and attacking, but they were happy enough to sit back and maybe counter through the pace of team of Werner or Serge Cadabri. And that doesn't seem like the Germany that we kinda of know of the past where they kind of ran over everyone, but the the this team is in transition and Joachim Love is trying to bring in true young players and he's trying to find the right fit especially in defence and maybe the right fit in defence whether it's a, a three at the back or a four at the back formation and he, it, they kind of seem all at sea especially in, in that defensive position where he's retired Hummels and Boateng and perhaps it was a bit too soon to retire Hummels because he probably could have added some experience that they would have needed in that Dutch game.
4: I mean, okay. Just um, Dublin has a question for you, but like, you know, Germany dominated the game against Northern Ireland. Like, we I mean, did, you know, seventy-five percent possession, twenty-one shots on goal, or sorry, twenty-one shots on. But um, do you reckon that, you know, qualifying for the Euros next year will it then be a challenge, or will, should we look for them in twenty twenty two? Maybe.
6: Yeah, I'd say twenty twenty two was probably what they're building toward at the moment. I know Germany always want to compete in tournaments, but. When you look at the teams against the teams at the top of the European football at the moment, they just can't compete with the likes of France or Portugal or even England at the moment. They they just can't kind of seem a step down from them. So maybe Euro 2020 will have to come too soon, and especially for some of the younger players who are in the well.
2: squad. Um, hey, Ron, Dublin here. Um, Hi, how are things? Yeah, um, we saw Borussia Dortmund destroying Barcelona, but are they ready for Barcelona?
6: Is anyone ever ready for Barcelona? That's a good <laughs> but I think I think if I, if any German team were ready for Barcelona, it probably is Borussia Dortmund. Maybe even more so than Bayern Munich at the moment because they just had they're playing the right sort of football under Lucien Favre. He has the the right tactics, as as I was saying against against Leverkusen. They won four 0 and it was kind of a convincing result. But they were happy enough to to play on the counter because they know that players like Jadon Sancho and Torgen Hazard, Marco Rice, These sort of players can kind of they can create something that's out of nothing and then create goals and that's kind of what happened. They exploited Leverkusen's kind of weak left side and they, that's what they had been planning before the game and I think maybe they might have a plan to stop Barcelona and especially if, if players like Messi aren't fit in time to play in the match it, it could be a big boost for, for Borussia Dortmund.
4: Okay, that's, that's, that's good for them but I hope people would we'll be able to knock them off. Um, the sustain with German teams in Champions League um, looking at... At, at Bayern Munich, you know they they have a, a, a an okay opening away game um, against uh, or see so yeah it's a or sorry a home game I should say against uh, Belgrade. They should be able to 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 put at least two or three past them, shouldn't they?
6: You would think so. It's a, it's definitely a different kind of challenge than they played RB Leipzig in the Saturday evening game in Germany and it was a 1-1 draw and fans were kind of given out that they, they didn't bring on Coutinho until three or four minutes to go and they didn't bring on Persic at all And that they were kind of happy enough to take a point in an away game at Leipzig but I think it'll be a different kettle of fish against Red Star at home during the week And I think Nico Kovac should be looking to take all three points and maybe Lewandowski will get another goal because he seems to score in every single game so far this season
4: okay and of course sticking with uh, Leipzig they're of course in the group with uh, Zenith um, but they're playing their first game away if I'm correct against Benfica um, so if you know that's, that's that's not an easy opener for Red Bull
6: but you'd, you'd sort of figure that they're going to, to at least get a draw out of that wouldn't you you would think so and especially maybe because Benfica lost some of their kind of key names and the, the big one, obviously, Yao Felix going to, to Atletico Madrid. They, they lost some of their stars at the European campaign last year, whereas Leipzig, they've been able to keep together all their, their key players, including even Timo Werner, who was linked with Bayern, and he was even linked with Liverpool during the summer. So the fact that they have a good young coach, they're, they're top of the Bundesliga, and they have all their they didn't really suffer during the summer is, is a good sign for them, and I think they, they could even take three points this week.
4: Uh, stepping across the Europa League, uh, Ronan, um, my team Eintracht Frankfurt, they're opening up against uh, Arsenal now. That, of course, we know that that's that's on Thursday evening. So that's you know it, it's 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 at home in well, what I used to call the Waldstadion, but in the Commerzbank Arena. Um, that's 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 a huge start for them and a huge because it's like kicking off at seven fifty-five uh, Moscow time. I mean. What do you reckon? Have like have have Eintracht stabilised a little bit? Um, can, can they can they pull off a shot Because Arsenal are are okay. They drew two two today, but they're still a very good team.
6: Yeah, I think they both can, <clears throat> both teams kind of have their own kind of weaknesses. I think Frankfurt are tr- still trying to get their attack together after losing all three of their, their attackers from last season, and I think they're trying to figure out the best form of attack and who to play up front. So it could be. Kind of, it could be there could be question marks over where Bastos will start or Andre Silva or Gonzalo Pacentia, who will start up front for them. But I suppose looking at the Watford game against Arsenal today, they, they might be confident that they can do something, especially with so- Socrates and David Luiz both having.
4: Okay. If we just, uh, I think we just might have lost uh, Ron just for a moment, but uh, Double is going to try and get it back. Yeah, of course. We said that that again that game today. Arsenal, you know, the leading and then just throwing it away against Watford. So it was a, uh, you know, they're looking to get away and drawn yet. Um, yeah, you say uh, David Luiz and Socrates like uh, um, n- not on top form. No,
6: definitely not. Yeah. Friend. They're, they're, I think this is what we could, we expect sometimes from them. And. I, Perhaps we can expect that again from Eintracht during the week, or against Eintracht during the week. But I think Eintracht will probably be happy enough with a point, given the fact that they're one of the top seeds in the group. Yeah. Uh,
4: Running through just quickly a couple of other teams because of uh, local interest, shall we say. So uh, Wolfsburg, they are at home against Alexandria from uh, Ukraine. Uh, They should open up with a win in that one, shouldn't they?
6: You would think so. Wolfsburg seem to be in form at the moment. and They picked up another win at the weekend, and things seem to be going right. And things They seem to be gelling at the moment. They haven't lost yet in the Bundesliga. So the fact they're at home should be a, a huge advantage for them, especially with the Ukrainian team maybe travelling to Germany. That, that, I know it's a, it's a factory town and it's a built on Volkswagen, but they do have passionate fans there.
4: Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I pass through Wolfsburg, and I mean, it's, a, it's the Volkswagen plant, and it's like completely, you know, it's just there's nothing else but the football team and um, very very quickly finally um, the Borussia Mönch, Gladbach, they are opening up against Wolfsburger from uh, Austria uh, again that's another that should be another win at home for them shouldn't it
6: yeah we well, think so but <clears throat> I think Wolfsburger have kind of, sort of exceeded expectations in the last couple of seasons in the Austrian Bundesliga so they could be maybe a there might be one of these teams that could surprise. the prize. I think there's always a team like that in the Europa League, so perhaps they could be the team to surprise because I think Roma will run away with that group, but it depends maybe who will finish second. And I, I wouldn't guarantee this is going to be a simple win for Gladbach.
4: OK, that's a good one. Listen, Ron, thank you very, very much for that and we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks and just fingers crossed for Borussia and Iron Track this week.
6: Cheers. Thank Thanks you. So
4: Thanks, Ron. Okay, so that was, of course, uh, Ronan Murphy, our man from Gold.com, of course, and of course, our man in Germany. So we're going to go to the break right now with uh, One Republican All Right Moves. So stay tuned for Mr. Andy Mack. After the break, we'll be right back.
1: Capital
3: Sports with Alan Moore.
4: enjoyed that song so we were kind of just like chilling out here a wee bit and um, trying to enjoy so we're going to get Mr. Andy Mack back on the phone very very soon so again just a quick rundown of those very interesting uh, well kind of the, the, the pick, shall we say of the champions and Europa League matches this week Zenith of course they are playing Lyon at 8 o'clock uh, well 7.55 shall I say on Tuesday the big one of Tuesday evening, or ones, I should say, Bar- uh, Napoli uh, hosting Liverpool at 10pm. And of course, you can choose that or you can go, Borussia, Barcelona at 10pm. So they're both at the same time. Okay. The next day on Wednesday, 7.55, the biggie, Olympiacos and Spurs. So that, that's a, that's a good one for Spurs to, uh, to kick off it. I, I believe I, I stand to be correct. Um, of course, then at 10 o'clock, it's Loco Leverkusen, of course, in Germany. So again, as Ronan said, he is an expert in this. He reckons that this could be a... Uh, Loco have a good chance. That's. The, I'll just leave it there. Uh, PSG play Real. So we'll see. Will Mr. Nabar be redeemed uh, with this one? There at 10 o'clock as well. And of course, Atletico Madrid and Juventus. That's of course in the group of um, Locomotive and Fire. So that's that's one to watch as well. So, you know, you can switch between the channels or do what I do you have like on your laptop and the television so you watch both at the same time ok on Thursday Basel they are hosting Krasnodar um, at 7.55 so good luck to Krasnodar on that one Eintracht and Arsenal that's at 7.55 as well Wren play Celtic we'll ask uh, Andy Mack about that they're five 7.55 as well so I probably I don't know I'll probably have to split between Eintracht and Wren um, of course then we already said that the other game is a big one at 10 o'clock Manchester United. Are at home to Astana, of course, Kazakhstan, so that's going to be a good one. And Ludogorets, they are hosting CSK Moscow also at 10 o'clock. So, without further ado, we're going to go across to the darkened corner, the darkened recesses of the RT car park, which is a car park. Mr. Andy Mack, can you hear us?
7: I am, but the car park is far too wet today. Ooh, okay. Do tell. Um, n- no it's rain <laughs> Okay, <right>.
4: that just sounded <laughs> very strange far too wet and slippery alright whatever you're up to right Andy um, very very straight off the bat Ren Celtic so you're going to play it's like a, a, a Breton side against a Scottish side so you've got Gaelic against Breton who's going to come out of this battle of
7: uh, Gaelic brothers it's um, <laughs> a good one um, obviously Celtic don't really fare too well away from home Although that has gradually changed um, Starting under Brendan Rodgers And Neil Lennon a little bit in Europe um, Rent haven't been too great of play I mean um, they don't have a great record against Nice And they lost 2-1 And then they, um, they struggled against Brest as well um, At the weekend with a 0-0 draw um, And there's also question marks Over a few of their players' fitness so I think Celtic have an outside chance, but I, I think a draw would be a, would, would, would be a good result for the Scottish champions. <laughs> you have to put in the Scottish champions. OK. Um, also, looking
4: at the, the Champions League. So let's just look at that at the Champions League right now. So we discussed already with Ronan Murphy uh, about uh, Loco and Bayer. What do you reckon the chances are of Loco going to get a result there in Germany, in Leverkusen?
7: Well, previously, when Loco have got results away from home in Europe, especially Champions League, it, it's been by a, a, a very slender margin. So you're looking at a, a one-goal win, really, if anything. Um, so I think if if they're going to do it, they need a goal, and it's it's going to be a hit and grab, and then see what they can see what they can hold on to effectively. Um, whereas by Leverkusen, if you look at their recent record, I mean, four of their last five games have been over three point five goals. Um, obviously, they were on the wrong side of that against Borussia Dortmund at the weekend. But I think with Dortmund, that had been coming for a few games. They'd looked like putting four or five against past just about any team that they've come up against. Um, so I think, unfortunately for locomotive, they may actually come up against a side with a, with a real point to prove as well on, um, on Wednesday evening. So, so can- I think they might, they might be on the receiving end of a bad result. Oh, OK.
4: That, well, I mean, that, that, like Roland initially said that, like, you know, Bayern would win at home and uh, lose away. But, yeah, I, I think that, that there could be a bit of a backlash against local of course. Um, all right. Uh, looking elsewhere in the Champions League for a bit of value. Uh, that Napoli-Liverpool game, that's tasty, isn't it? Down in the uh, the centre of the, well, I can't say Mafia. It's not Napoli's not Mafia. Well, it kind of is, but um, down in, well, that's south part of Italy. Yeah, careful. I know. <laughs> I'll end up, like, waking up with, like, I don't know, A dog's head in my bed or something. I don't have a horse <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Actually, I don't have a yeah. dog. So, some, well, they wouldn't no, kill someone else's w- dog.
7: Don't watch any Maradona documentaries before, uh, before Tuesday evening <laughs> after <laughs> that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, uh, the, last,
4: the last of our, our play-out songs tonight will actually match up with that. Sadly, <laughs> really <laughs> sadly, you'll hear it when we go out. But anyway, right. Uh, enough about all the, uh, well, all those things. Um, that, but that napoli Liberal game, that, that's, that's tasty, isn't it?
7: Yeah, really, really tasty. I mean, Napoli, having watched them a couple of times already this season, look really, really fluid under Ancelotti. They're playing some really good football. So are Liverpool. Um, Napoli were actually unbeaten in at home in that group stage with Liverpool and PSG last season. And I think Liverpool and PSG were probably better at that point in terms of the situation going in. Yes, I know Liverpool are flying up in the league, but I don't think they've been quite as fluid this season as what they were last season at this point um, I think they're kind of getting lucky with little goals here and there and then it's forcing the opposition team to, to come onto them or they maybe like Newcastle did got a goal too early and then um, they, were, <laughs> they were on the receiving end of a hiding as we predicted
4: yeah 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 no I mean that, 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 that was the case um, And just uh, b- before we go away from Champions League we, we have Zenit against Lyon um, do you have any inkling on like your do you have any like a feeling about that one
7: um, my feeling is that Zenit are going through a really, really tough patch at the moment. Um a, a, a win in the Europa League might turn it round for them because they've been struggling Champions to league. get Champions over league. the line in the in the league, sorry, Champions League. Um, whereas Leon have looked quite good of late and it's the attack it, Zenit's defence against that attack of DePay, Dembele, Corne. There's there's in every corner of the pitch Leon have got players that can hurt you and I think that's gonna be a real problem for Zenit. OK, um, Andy, and, we're going to... to and, and, yeah. and they don't have a great track record in France or against French sides either. OK, that's fair enough. Well, I don't think Gazprom worked there, did it?
4: Not yet. OK, there you go. So, right, um, <laughs> and there's no scandal involved with that at all. Just as a question. Um, Andy, um, moving along uh, to rugby, OK, because I know you're going to give us your picks uh, before we go away but uh, Rugby World Cup kicks off on Friday uh, Russia looking to get humiliated or afraid to be humiliated by Japan um, on Friday uh, this is going to be very very difficult because I think on next Sunday evening we could be talking about that like Russia could be in a hiding a hiding every single time to go out because you know they, they first off, of course they have um, Japan and then they're up against Samoa then Ireland and then finally Scotland on 13th of October um, I mean, it's 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 not a great Russian team and they're really in trouble, aren't they?
7: Yeah, they've been really, really poor coming into this. Um, I think they had results against, really bad results against connaught and, uh, and Jersey. So hardly ideal preparation. Um, obviously, they're just lucky to be there. I mean, they're only there because of its qualification. So go and enjoy it. But um, I mean, Japan against tier two, what, what would be classed as tier two sides in rugby? So not your big, big, established countries and names uh japan have an incredible record i think they've won 19 of their last 20 oh. um, and the last two world cups have seen the host nations win on the opening day so i think the omens are all there um for a a, a really tough start for russia but you never know
4: well listen we also saw like at the in the last world cup that amazing 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 end to the game uh, when japan beat uh south africa which was a uh, it was a shock i mean Everyone loves to see South African beaten the same as they love to see the New Zealanders beaten. But um, that that was a it was massive boost for Japan. But you know Russia aren't a bad side, but they seem to be bringing a lot of players who maybe they could just shuffle off into retirement and bring a younger squad and just you know give it a bit of a rattle.
7: Yeah, I mean that would be a good idea to blood blood a few of these youngsters coming through that have perhaps performed well in the European uh, club competitions. But at the same time, I think in, in these tournaments, to not let heads go down too quickly, you do need a few players that are going to be there who've experienced the, <laughs> the lowest of lows, um, as, as well as the odd high. Um, hmm. So I think names like um, Davidov, who scored a few tries in, in, the, in the preparations, I think players like that are going to be uh, crucial. But I think the one to look out for if you're going to have a bet on that game, and sorry any of the Russians, but I think it would be uh, Koku. For uh-huh. I don't know how to say his name correctly, but the Japanese player who's um, in flying form at the moment and getting the get, getting tries for his nation, so that's the one that I'd be looking out for there if you're going to have a little bet.
4: Okay, um, so listen before before we, uh, Dublin has a question for you uh, related to Scotland, um, the big one on Saturday, twelve forty-five Moscow local time, New Zealand, South Africa, that's that's a really good one to to, to wake up to on a Saturday morning, isn't it?
7: Oh uh, yeah, that's a it's. One of, the, one of the games that you look forward to and, and one of the games I really enjoy about the Rugby World Cup is when you have a few of the big nations all in the same group and I think this one is really important because it's going to set the tone for the rest of the tournament. If New Zealand win, I think they'll probably be able to rest a few players going through that group stage. If South Africa win, I think they'll be really, really determined to make sure that they stay top of that group and there'll be no slip-ups. So I think you'll depending on that result and I think South Africa have a small chance um, it, it, you know, it, it could really shape out how the rest of that tournament is going to go in terms of the knockouts
4: later on. And it's not a great New Zealand team as well, but OK, listen, the next day, now I'm not going to see this game, sadly, because I'll be training. Um, 10.45, Sunday morning. I know you'll be watching, you'll be glued to it. Uh, Ireland-Scotland. Uh, Ireland coming in as number one, Scotland coming in, they're, they're a decent side, but um, do you think this World Cup, Ireland have a chance, or are they just going to absolutely blow their load? <laughs>
7: <laughs> uh, I don't know how to answer that um, Ireland have a good record against Scotland Scotland have only beaten them once in the last five games um, and these are the two big teams in that group and again I think if if Ireland win comfortably then it gives them the opportunity to rotate and try a few other players rest a few positions which is, is really really vital if you imagine in football yeah, doing the 90 minutes is tough in rugby, you're taking those knocks on a consistent basis over three or four days, doing it again, doing it again. So, any nation that gets a nice foothold to make sure that they're going to top their group, it's it's idle preparation. So, if Ireland get a good result first up, I don't see why they can't be looking at the semi-finals or the final.
2: All right, and uh, Andy, so will Scotland get out of the, of the group? What do you think?
7: Yeah, I think so. I think Ireland and Scotland have, have got quite a generous group in that sense, in that. Yes, the host nation may prove a banana skin for for, for both Ireland and Scotland. Um, you, you never know with Japan, and they've obviously, as Alan said, pulled out a few shocks themselves in, in the last World Cup. Um, but I think Ireland and Scotland should get comfortably over the line there.
4: Okay. Um, all right. So, okay, they should get into that group because, of course, we, we, as we said, like it's uh, Ireland, Scotland, and then this third place can go can go through in terms of like your know, qualifying results. So. Fingers crossed for, for Japan. Of course, Samoa is in that group as well. So the Samoans love to yeah. just put their heads into people and just run. Um, looking at the, 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 the New Zealand, South Africa, Italy, Namibia, Canada, I mean, that's, that's New Zealand, South Africa, Italy going through in that group because Namibia and Canada are the two lowest-ranked teams. They're ranked lower than Russia. Um, England, France, Argentina, US, Tonga, I mean, that's, 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 a, that's a veritable group of death because like, Tonga are not a bad side. Argentina are a good side. The US are a decent side, but England and France are, are flying like they're pumped up to the, to the gills. And then looking down at Pool D, and this is wide open for Georgia to do something because you've got Australia, Wales, Georgia, Fiji and Uruguay. So you'd be looking for Georgia to have a rattle at third place, wouldn't you?
7: Yeah, I mean, uh, coming into it, you can't obviously read too much into friendlies, but Fiji did very well against Tonga. Uh, they also did quite well in the Pacific Nations Cup uh, getting close to Japan, thrashing Canada, uh, and a comfortable win over Samoa, um, so F- Fiji won't be won't be pushovers there. So, but still, yeah, it's a good chance for for Euro- European rugby in, in Eastern European rugby to put itself on the map. there.
4: Okay. Andy, listen, we'll, we'll move away from the World Cup. We'll, we'll discuss it next week when the first games have actually gotten out of the way. And we'll see. Maybe Russia can pull off a, a great win against Japan. Who knows? Um, but in terms of picks for the Champions League, what have you got for our listeners to see? Even? What, what could they, they chow down on? Andy's just bubbling off the line right now, so we'll, we'll get him back on. Andy, you're still with us? Yeah, I
7: can hear you again. Sorry, what was your question?
4: So, uh, for the, um, the Champions League this week, what have you got for the listeners? Like, uh, what, what, what should they be looking to, to, to make a bit of money back on?
7: Uh, to make a bit of money, I would be looking at the um, the, the games where the home teams, are, I, I think, are going to dominate. So, I'd be looking on Tuesday night at Lyon, potentially against Zenit. Um, Ajax to beat Lille, Sportsburg uh, are absolutely flying this season. Uh, they're at home to Genk. So those are the three games there that I'd maybe be looking at. Uh, Chelsea obviously going in with a bit of momentum now into the game against Valencia, who got turned over by Barcelona 5-1. Um, so home I'd, I'd be looking at home advantage for the for the first week. Um, oh. The tricky away ones, perhaps, you might think Spurs at Olympiakos, but Olympiacos have been very, very good at home in the qualifiers. Uh, and if you want value on the away, so maybe be looking at Atalanta at Zagreb and and Spurs away at Olympiacos there.
4: Okay, uh, looking very quickly across to the uh, English Premier League next weekend. Some tasty matches there. Chelsea-Liverpool, of course, that is on Sunday evening at 6.30 Moscow time. Um, what do you reckon for that one? I mean, can can, can Chelsea stop the Liverpool challenge? Can they, they put a dent in that unbeaten record?
7: Well, yeah, I'm... Difficult one. It's, it's, it's going to require Chelsea players having a, a really good game to, to be at their best uh, going into that. And I think results midweek injuries may determine um, who comes out on top. If, if Liverpool survive going to Naples with a, and coming back with a clean bill of health, I think you have to fancy Liverpool. Chelsea, they've got goals in them. Whether they can do it against uh, a top four side. Um, I mean, we saw Manchester United rip them apart when they made mistakes. And that would be my fear, is that once their heads go down, it's going to be a difficult match for them.
4: Okay, All right, Andy. Okay, we are going to say goodbye to you for this week and hopefully we'll see you in the studio next week. So have a good one and uh, stay dry, Stephen.
7: A quick one for you. My tip for the Rugby World Cup. Top try scorer, George Bridge. George, New Zealand
4: George Bridge New Zealand top scorer okay here here first folks so put a bit of money on it for because Andy Mack always gets the money back okay Andy thank you have a good evening and we'll talk to you next week thanks guys okay Double end. we are going to go away for this week so I hope folks you enjoy the Champions League you enjoy the start of the Rugby World Cup as well because look watch the Rugby World Cup Russia in it they're going to have a bit of a rattle and fingers crossed they'll, they'll, they'll you know carry that flag with them so it'll be, it'll be a good bit of a crack okay so Double N have fun thank you okay so have a great week and folks we're going to go play out with <laughs> this is in the reference to uh, the people in Napoli and so on um, this is the Lighthouse family and hi so just again now you can put your feet up if you're not driving have a bit of a chill out and enjoy we'll talk to you next week same time same channel
3: Capital Sports with Alan Moore. When you're close to tears, remember Someday it'll all be over. One